0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, at the end of the parable of the sower that goes uh, out to sow his seeds, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, he gives an explanation of uh, what each type of ground is like. For want to leave all the the bad examples on the side. and I'm hoping that today we can focus a little bit more on the positive and we speak a little bit about what is the good ground. At the end of the parable of the gospel that we read today, Christ, he says clearly what, what is the good ground? And I will read that last verse again, he says, but the ones, That fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and a good heart. The ones who, having heard the word with a noble and a good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. So, here's a requirement, uh, and he said that it is those people that have a noble and a good heart and that they are patient. Because as we know that whenever you plant, plantation requires a lot of patience. All of us work, and we get our paycheck. Some of us get their paycheck every 15 days. Some people get their paycheck every other week. Some people get their paycheck once a week. Some people get their paycheck at the end of the month but that's the most a farmer on the other hand does not get his paycheck until after the harvest is done season the whole plantation again depending on the fruits there are certain fruits that you can get two or three seasons per year that's if you're lucky two or three seasons per year that means you get or two or three harvests per year that means you can get paid twice or three times per year. There's other kind of crops that you only get a one once a year kind of a harvest. Yani imagine a kid would meet a farmer. He goes out and he tills the ground and then he spreads his seeds and then he tills the ground a little bit more and cleans and then, and then he goes on watering and adding fertilizer and then keeps watering and watering. And then, when the plant starts coming up, then he might have to go and, uh, uh, يعني, uh trim the plants in order for to to bring the Yani the good crop. And this could be like a seven-month process. And then at the end of the six or seven months, he collects at that time he collects the crop and then he sells it, and he gets his paycheck. So. So, that requires a lot of patience. You know, I was watching the other day on the TV. There is a, a new app. I'm not sure what it, I forgot what it was called. But where you get paid anytime you want. Because people can't even wait until the end of the week to get their paycheck. So there is something. I think it's a service for money. Where you can pull your money ahead of time. Even before you get their paycheck. Because now people they get the, their paycheck and two weeks or no, not two weeks two days later and it's all gone right? the farmer was not like this the farmer he required a lot of patience okay? so the one thing that we know that we put together on the side is that we need patience and you don't expect that the fruits are going to come right away but the fruits are going to take some time The next thing that he says, so he says that those having heard the word of God with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. So I want to focus today with you a little bit on the good heart, because it is very clear that good heart equals a good soil. Good heart equals a good soil. Uh, we go through the different characters of the Bible and there is one person that the Bible testifies about him that he is the one that had the best heart. Who had the best heart in the Bible? King David. Right? God, he said, I searched the heart of David and I found it after my own heart. he there anything better than God's own heart? Nothing is better than God's heart. So God, he looked and he saw that the heart of David is after his own heart. Yani, He looked and he gave us, this is if you want to find what is a good heart, look at David's heart and David's heart is a good heart. طيب, very good. David's heart is a good heart. What is David's heart? What is special or what is in David's heart? Okay, We're not talking about the anatomy of David's heart, because I don't know anything about about that. Yani, I studied that, uh, يعني long, yani, many years ago, and I forgot. The, even the anatomy of that. But let's look at the spiritual anatomy, okay, of David's heart and what is special about him. So we're gonna pull a few verses. I'm just gonna talk about five points. First one is in Psalm 119, and verse seven. يقول لا. Psalm 119. مش 1. حدث طويل. Okay. Psalm 119 verse 7. Uh, verse 7. بيقول إيه؟ بيقول I will praise you with a brightness of a of heart. You see it in the screen. I will praise you with a brightness of heart. يعني David's heart was an upright Heart, upright heart, but the Arabic استقامة قلب. أسبحك أو أحمدك What is the uprightness? استقامة means straight. But I like the English translation more when it says uprightness because it's not just something straight, but it's something straight that is shooting in which direction? Up, Uprightness of heart. So the good thing about David's heart was that it was a heart that was always seeking god it was a heart that is always seeking to please what is what is pleasing to do what is pleasing in the eyes of god the one time when saul was going after david and then david was hiding in a hole in in the in the in a cave in a mountain and then at night time, David and his men they sneaked up to the camp where Saul was, with his soldiers. Everybody was sleeping, and then he went ahead, and then he took the mug or the, that Saul drank from, and he even cut the tail of his uh, of his robe. Right now, right next to him at that time was one of David's one of David's uh, army men. And then he told them, just kill him. This is a man that has been after you. This is a man that is, is seeking to to destroy you. And he'll he's not going to stop until, until he does that. And now the Lord has put him in your hand. Just go ahead and kill him. Then what is David? turn? says, I cannot touch the lord's anointed one because he considered that saul was anointed by god in other terms if god anointed him to be king i am not going to touch him this is something that is up to god do you see what's happening here people around him are trying to tell him or influence him pressure him into doing something that worldly it seems that it is the correct thing to do but David, he didn't care about what the people around him were saying. All that he cared about, he looked up to heaven and says, what is pleasing in your eyes, God? And what is pleasing in your eyes? He turned his eyes upright. Okay? He turned his heart upright. Whatever God is pleasing to you, this is what I'm going to do, despite or regardless what the people around me are telling me. So... One of the first characters to have a good heart is to have an upright heart. In other words, a heart that is pleasing, that is seeking to do what is pleasing to God. Next verse, Psalm 57, Psalm 57 and verse number 7. Psalm 57 and verse number 7. And this is going to complement. This is my heart is. <laughs> it's in the screen. My heart is a steadfast. Steadfast. <laughs> okay? Meaning, does not change. Uh, oftentimes, going back to my last point, we. Start out by saying that I am going to do what is pleasing to God. I turn my eyes, my heart upright, do what is pleasing to God, and then I start doing what is pleasing to God after a little bit, I find that what happened to me <laughs> it happens صح? and then I will say let see, I do what is pleasing to God what is is good in god's eyes and i disregard what the people around me are telling me and then i get slapped in in the back yeah i got stabbed in the back then immediately when that happened what is the first thing that i start a questioning is this is this valid what God said in his commandment, is this still valid until today or is this something that maybe expired like a thousand years ago? Because apparently I try to do what is upright, I try to do what is right in God's eyes, and apparently I end up getting I end up getting hurt. Then my heart starts a eh, shaking or wiggling. Right? somebody would, I'm gonna keep myself pure among the, the the young, the younger generation. Okay, I'm gonna keep myself pure, and then I try to keep myself pure, and then all of a sudden, I am being made fun of, I am being disliked by everyone, I am being the one that is like an outcast. I don't get, I don't get, in, i invited to like like friends' events or parties or whatever, and then all of a sudden, and I say, wait a second, is this what? What is this? What being an upright heart going to cost me is that i'm gonna end up being like an outcast then i start i start shaking this is what david said my heart is steadfast my heart is steadfast no matter what no matter what suffering this is going to cost me can you imagine when we think of the stories of our martyrs people like like saint george Saint George had seven years being tortured by seventy governors. For seven years, by seventy governors. Mm-hmm. بيقول لك seven times seventy <laughs> or seventy times seven. he endured. يعني, طبعاً when طبعاً said seventy times seven. He meant like unlimited, okay? So he endured unlimited suffering. He in, endured suffering to its max. To its most. Will governors be this one gave up or a grown worry of torturing him? Sends him to another one, sends him to another one. And all of these times, do you guys think that during those seven years the devil did not come and whisper in St. George's ears, tell him, come on, give up, until when? For sure he did. For sure he did multiple times. But what was St. George's? reaction to this my heart is steadfast my heart is steadfast no matter what is this going to cost me i will continue enduring because this is what will make my heart a good soil so the first thing on the a an upright heart the second thing on the a a steadfast heart the next one psalm 9 verse 1 Psalm 9 verse 1. I will praise you, Lord, with my whole heart. I will praise you, Lord, with my whole heart. Kalem da kullu ehnah, we're digging now. Yani or dissecting, spiritually dissecting David's heart, and we're trying to see what is special about his heart. That is making him a heart good in the eyes of God. So the first thing it's an upright heart, the it's a steadfast heart. The third thing, which is what we see here, is it's a heart that is full of praise. Full of praise. يعني the word praise here we translate it as thanksgiving because in Arabic we say I will praise you with my whole heart, or I will give thanks to you with my whole heart. It is a heart that is thankful regardless of what he goes through. I'll give you go back go back really quickly to the example of the soil. Okay. One of the important uh, processes that a soil has to go through prior to the prior to the the, the point of like sowing the seed is they have to get that thing uh, uh, that looks like a fork. what do they call that? They they the, the, rake right, so they have to get a rake right, and they go with the rake through the ground right. With they, they keep doing this through the ground, صح, going through. تعبان the rake part of it. They do. They use it to to clean like the big objects, صح, from uh, like big leaves from the grass. Or but then another uh, use for the rake was when you use it to actually till the ground. And then this is تعبان if it's a soft ground. If it's a harsh hard ground, it requires way more than a rake. صح بيجيبو بقى حاجات كدا, tools, big heavy machinery, صح and it it, it the ground i want you to imagine how does the ground feel at that time how is the imagine if this ground the soil dayan, was a living creature وخلص, it's not. but if it's a living creature صح and this living creature somebody he keeps going through صح and he keeps doing this digging through it's a suffering صح but you know, ground as it's going through this, you thank you, thank you, thank you. As you're going through this, the ground keeps saying, thank you, because I know that all the suffering that I am going through, if anything, it will make a better person out of me. So in the Coptic Church. We are the church that gives the most thanksgiving every prayer that we come to pray, we started with thanksgiving. They bring somebody dead, you to sandu, they bring the dead person, they lay in front of the altar, Abuna he goes and says, We thank you. Thank you for the person is dead. Yeah, we thank for everything. We thanks we thank God for bombings that happen. We thank God for martyrs, we thank God for 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 sufferings, for trials, for everything that God allows because we know and we trust that it is through this hardships that we are becoming a better ground and we're becoming a better soil. Oftentimes, because the the, the society and the culture that we live in, he sells us, or the, the way they they, they they do their commercials is they make you feel that you are going to be happy when you get something that you don't have they hardly try to sell you the idea that you are happy with what you have because that's not good uh, that's not good marketing right yani, have you ever and gone to mesela, uh, an, a, a car dealer to do any kind of service without them trying to tell you that you need to buy something or to do something that the boys the boys for an oil change you come out with, with an air filter and a whole bunch of other things, right? Because the whole point is that, oh no, what you have is not good enough. Well, this is not what 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 David had, right? David, he was happy and he was content with whatever it is that he had, even when he was, even when he was fleeing, even when he was fleeing from his own son, he was still content. And he offered God thanksgiving. صح? So on first thing that makes a good heart, an upright heart. Second thing, a steadfast heart. Third thing, a thankful heart. And I'll wrap just two quick things. Okay. Psalm 51. And this is a very famous one. Psalm 51 verse 10. Psalm 51 verse 10. And this is an easy one. Create in me. A clean heart, creating me a clean heart. Clean heart, al Albanaki. A clean heart, a heart that does not carry hatred towards anyone. A heart that does not carry in it feelings of uh, of envy. A heart that does not carry in it impurity. How can a man have a clean heart? He goes in Psalm one nineteen eleven. He says, "I hid your words in my heart so that I may not sin against you." A clean and a pure heart. Okay, a clean and a pure heart. Uh, with that, I, I recall that uh, many many years ago, I I had uh, uh, I, I had gone through a bad accident and. Uh, and i went through multiple surgeries but one of the surgeries that they did is i i had torn my colon my colon had ruptured right and it was ruptured for a whole week and they didn't know so i want you to imagine for a whole week i have my digestive system leaking inside my abdomen right so i almost died and then they rushed me into the they rushed me into the operation room to to do the surgery and to fix the little plumbing issue that I had back then, <laughs> okay? So, but then when I came out, the surgeon came to me and he says, oh, when we opened you up, it was a mess. We had to take out all your organs. We had, this is literally what he says. He, says, he said, we had to take out your organs and flush them out. And all that I remember at that time, I looked at him and he says, did you wash my heart? <laughs> That's, that's all that came to my mind at that time. I don't know, I was still under anesthesia a little bit. But all that I looked at him and he says, when he says, we had to take out your organs and flush them out, you know, we had to to wash them. I said, I looked at him and he says, did you wash my heart? And then he just patted me on the shoulder and then he left at that time. But the one one point that I want to tell you, one point that I want to tell you is that honestly, honestly, There's there's one thing, that is in need of washing. It is our heart, because this is the one thing, that will either take us up or take us down. So, you looked at David's heart, and David's heart was a pure, a clean heart. So David had a steadfast heart. David had an upright heart. David had a thankful heart. And David had a pure heart. And then the last thing I nakhtim Psalm 13 verse 5. Psalm 13 verse 5. Okay, Psalm 13 verse 5. But I have trusted in your mercy. And then A, my heart shall rejoice in your salvation. So a heart that is A, rejoicing, a heart that is happy, okay? Now, we as Christians, though, so oftentimes we go through sufferings, and with that suffering, you'll see us crying, you'll see us weeping, you'll you're see us that we look like we're we're, we're suffering, but our hearts Remains at all times happy. Why? Because what Jesus did for us. When he died on the cross. And give us, us redemption. This is. If, if we're going to lose everything. In this earth. If we'll walk out from here. with, with if, if we live the most. If we will live the most miserable life. Here on earth. Death in itself. Death in itself. That the fact that Jesus died for us is sufficient to make our hearts rejoice even in the midst of whatever afflictions that we are going through. So how do you become a good soil? You become a good soil by having a good heart. How do you have a good heart? Let's look at somebody who had a good heart. Who had a good heart? David. What did his heart look like? He had an upright heart. He had a steadfast heart. He had a thankful heart. He had a pure heart. And he had a rejoicing and a happy heart. May God give us that heart like him so we may become good soils too. Glory be to him forever.